Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right whether they make us feel like a baby bird or a hundred years old from rooftop garden to coming in from the cold we're it's all been done the podcast say hello to my little friend <laughs> it's my co-host evan he turns his golden face into the sun my co-host saker see i just kind of picked an 80s reference i don't oh, know there i just t- picked a line from a song yeah there were too many to choose from here and i didn't think any of them were totally iconic of kev so you know i just uh I, but what i do think is iconic of kev is scarface <laughs> yep that's the one kev. When i think kev that's just another that's a classic blow and ak's that's kev brother <laughs> if there's one thing i say gold kev. jewelry to choke a horse um is that a line from the movie? No. Here's my understanding That's of Scarface. Just my picture of Scarface. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's the... unwa- it's unwatchable because Robert De Niro does like not De Niro. What's his name? I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, no. Ron Paulson. Ron Paul. His name Ron was, Paul. His name was Ron Paul. <laughs> his name was Ron Paul. <sighs> now it's on the tip of my tongue. Fucking <laughs> well, Michael Corleone from The Godfather. Brother, you're not helping. You're not gonna. Well, that's what I was gonna segue into. Is like. I've not seen The Godfather. I've not seen Scarface. I've not seen... There's so many like... Michael Corleone. Yeah. TCMs. Turner Classic Movies that I've never ever seen in my life. I watch The Godfather like every 510. Why? Because I like them. Okay. I like like... uh, But like what... I like gritty coming of age power building crime dramas. What precipitates a, uh, a, a Godfather watch? Are you like, damn, I could really go for some mafia stories Um, or... Man, I'll tell you exactly. Uh-huh. Man, I really want spaghetti tonight. <laughs> what movie can I watch with spaghetti? <laughs> so you so you watch all three. You watch 10 hours of Godfather while you just no, slurp up some ZD. I watch usually the first one, and then I'll watch the second one like two weeks later. Okay, and, yeah, that makes sense. And then I'll watch the third one, even though it's 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 hit or miss. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Dunk Pacino. <laughs> Dunk Pacino's. Uh, oh, my God. So Gotta Dunk- get that Dunkin'. Dunk Pacino was uh, Scarface? Yeah. Okay, and it's unwatchable because he's doing a Cuban he's doing accent. a Cuban accent, and it is rough. <laughs> Very it's, rough. It's kind of fun, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I remember watching it back in the day when that was okay to do accents. Yeah. Uh, and being okay with it. When was the last time that we cast a white guy as a clearly not white guy? I think we're still doing it. Are we? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm like Cloud Atlas. I think we dressed up like uh, Tom Hanks as an Indian man or some bullshit, I'm sure. <laughs> Mike, uh, the guru. Uh, Mike Myers. The love guru. guru. Yes. Love guru. Okay, that's fair. So now we're getting into... That was like 2001, yeah, right? That was, yeah, that's early aughts. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I bet we could find one. I'm sure we could find I one. I know we could find one. <laughs> Let's go hunting for some whitewashing. <laughs> this sounds like fun. Uh, although it's, it's not whitewashing because well, they're they cast, not white. They cast like Tilda Swinton in uh, Tilda one of the, Swinton in one of the Marvel movies. Right? Yeah, she's uh, she's uh, Sorcerer Supreme's. But uh, I think she's the ancient one. She's not supposed to be Asian though. I think she's her character. They just made her character white. Like yes. she's not playing an Asian character. Well, yeah. I think. Well, she's p- in the books the character is Asian, but she's not. You know, yeah. it's the MCU. She's not. She's not doing an accent Which, in like in like I think, makeup. Yeah, people. I mean, I don't fucking who knows what the discourse is, if there's even discourse around it anymore. But I think the character in the comics was problematic because it was like ancient Asian, like why? And it's like, you're not saying Asians can be wise or old. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? I'm not. (laughs) All Asians are young and stupid. (laughs) And I've never seen an Asian over 15 years old. (laughs) All Asians are young. 
Isn't that the stereotype? I don't, man, I, I can't come on on that. Okay. All right. Wow. You're not going to lure me into this. What fucking, you're not what lure local me into city this. governance are you about to run for that you can't be caught saying that Asians are young? <laughs> I'm going to be a comptroller of District 42. No fucking way, dude. Yes. Congrats. I can't wait to comp. Isn't that comptroller deal like... Uh, when you go out to get a meal and then the, the city pays for it, that's a comp. So the comptroller makes sure that all the comps are controlled. Well, no, I, I think they're just ahead. They they're just ahead accountant. They troll the comps. Oh. So you like try to charge your burger to the account, and they and like, then they, they're responsible for you. Like they're the, they're like the insurance company where they were, yeah. they would just deny you right yeah. away. Like, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Did you get what you get on the burger? Was it? Did you get the full? Did you get the works? Because like according to our contract, yeah. you, you, you got you can't get the works. <laughs> And in fact, not only do you have to pay for it, you have to send me the rest of the burgers. Right. If you have any leftovers, those are mine. The comptroller. Um, boy, that sounds like this a This is job. a surprise infection of your meal. <laughs> yeah. Just right. show up at the fucking, fucking dinner. Um, do you think that's the best government job as comptroller? What does I, the comptroller actually do? I think they're just a head accountant for like a, a, like a school district or, district or a district in general. That's boring. Accounting is that. You, you like said. numbers. Don't. I mean, I like them in as much as, you know, they... What's your favorite number? Do you have a favorite number? Ooh. A lot of people have favorite numbers. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I like right now four. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big four stand. Now, don't call me a front runner. Okay. Because I know I've been a seven guy so it's in the been, past. It's either four or three. Three was three. Okay. I've, I've gone from three to four. See, here's my thing. I used to love three as a kid. And now, I'm so sorry. You stop fucking with my I'm microphone? So sorry. I'm so sorry. But now I'm a three, three, three guy. Because Ooh. what's better than one three? Three threes. What about four threes? Well, <laughs> well I guess well, technically about, that's better. How about uh, like nine threes? Because nine is also divisible by three and it breaks down into three threes. So it's, you know, three, 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 three. Maybe my favorite number should be three, three, 333,333,333. Damn, with those commas in between, it does look pretty good, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and it's like a, the holy trinity. Because you could, if you take the two sides and put them together, it'll be a triangle, <laughs> which has three sides. Father, the Son, and the, the Holy, holy Spirit. Why not just 27 threes? Because that's uh, <laughs> Fucking galaxy brain shit here. <laughs> um, all right, what are we doing? <laughs> Do you want to get to this week's songs? <sighs> Fuck yeah, Let's man. get on to it, because we got a lot to discuss this week. Oh, do we? Oh, listeners. Oh, do we? <laughs> this week. Prepare for a fucking marathon. Yes, we are. We're ladying it up because we are dreaming of the ladies. That's <laughs> what we're doing. Uh, Kevin Hearns, dreaming of the 80s. Uh, Kevin Hearn and Hugh Marsh. Hugh Marsh, who was, did the violin on uh, Burning a Pirate Ship. I did not know that. Yeah, because remember we... I remember us doing Born on a Pirate Ship, and I remember like Ty doing an interview where he like trashed Hugh Marsh, like, or maybe that was just our take on it because okay. my memory is like really foggy because okay. we were like making jokes about how like Hugh Marsh showed up with his electric violin, like, yep, he's the only guy in this in the entire province who'll do it, so like we have to like meet meet all of his demands. I don't remember this at that all. Was, that was our shtick, so I don't know if that was true or not. I don't, wow. We, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and if so, was, I'm sure Ty being cheeky. Yeah. Why the fuck would you just like <laughs> start beef with a random person who was on your album? Um, it's uh, it's 14 covers yeah. of 80s music. And it is all over the place. It's so fucking, yeah, n like very few hits, a lot of deep cuts, mm -hmm. a lot of real strange, weird picks. Um, but I was kind of... I mean, I'm, oh, let's not tip our hand, yeah, right? Yeah. But don't, uh, don't you dare. Uh, okay, all right. But I'm neutral on this album in general. No, I, I have a take <laughs> on it, of course. Um, let's just pop through them, huh? Yeah. I mean, uh, 
I liked the cover. Did you did you yes. do any research into the cover? I did do research into the cover. Uh-huh. When you tell our listeners so about So the cover it. is an old man wrapped in a quilt, superimposed over a picture of a young man wrapped in the same quilt. Mm-hmm. And over his head is a pipe cleaner Rubik's Cube yes. that has been solved. Yes. And it says Dreaming of the 80s. But that old man is none other than Kevin Hearn's daddy. That's right. And the picture of the young man is also Kevin Hearn's daddy. And That's it's the right. same quilt. That's right. It's exactly the same quilt. And he's like, I thought it was really, really funny, uh, really cool to have a picture that I took in 1981, a Polaroid picture of my dad yeah. sleeping. And he's dreaming in the 80s. And then put him on the cover. And then... He's dreaming of himself dreaming in the 80s of the 80s. It's a very Kev sort of yeah. like circular logic. This maybe was funny at some point, but now we're too deep into it. And then it. we made a puppet Rubik's Cube. Yeah, okay. That's the part that is very strange to me. Is I mean, like Rubik's Cubes are kind of, kind of a it's, 80s. Sure, it's indicative of the, the era, but it's also like... Well, here's the deep meaning. This is a picture of my dad dreaming in the 80s. And then I superimpose it with my dad dreaming of dreaming in the 80s. And we use the same quilt and it's very... And also there's a pipe cleaner Rubik's. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I what? bet that was like... Uh, well, Kev wanted to do the Pluppets. And I bet that like some like fucking producer came and was like, what does this mean? Mm. <laughs> you got to appeal to the lowest common denominator, Hearn. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, what about uh, slap bracelets? And he's like, how do we fucking do a slap bracelet? Okay, what about hypercolor? We could put my dad in a hypercolor shirt. No. What the fuck's 80s? What the fuck's 80s to you? Those little glasses that are like the lines oh, and they have all yeah. the little, little Party things on glasses. them? What about a DeLorean? <laughs> just shut the fuck up, Kev. Use a Rubik's Cube. That's it. That's but how that happened. That it's also pipe cleaner. It's just very Well, that strange. was the video. The one video. The, the artist did the pipe cleaner stuff. The one video? There's like four or five videos for this fucking album. Oh, what? He has a full-on music video for, um, I think it's the Bob Marley song. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't watch any of it's a whole. It's a whole pipe cleaner. He has like, he lives in like a pipe cleaner land. Don't worry. I'll talk all about I got you back. Okay. All right. Thank you, you. I appreciate I got you. Your back. You're a good man. Um, but we're not wow. going to get to that for 14 fucking songs. Sure so I'll see won't. you in three hours. <laughs> Great. All right. Let's and do all the songs are like fucking eight minutes long or five minutes long. Long oh. ass songs. Um, let's talk about Rooftop Garden first. Rooftop Garden. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's break down the original first. So the original song is by Lou Reed. I had never heard it before. Had you? No. No. Okay. Um, I mean, I know who Lou Reed was. There are people on this album who I didn't know who they were. Yeah, me too. But yeah. I've, I've heard of Lou Reed. Yes, I as well. Um, I, uh, this is great, great bass on the original. Um, and it's interesting to hear this one out of the entire Lou Reed discography because I know that he is prolific, and this seems yeah. like just a I mean, Velvet Underground is like just a was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kev's interpretation. This is like the most Kev song. How so? It's just weirdly specific, but not about anything. And then like that's just like that just like thinks about uh, that just makes me think about Kev, like a song that's like. Just about just sitting in my garden, just looking at the city. Yeah. And then let's repeat the chorus eight times. Yeah, it's a very Kev song. You're right. Um, I I don't imagine Kev to be someone who is filled with nostalgia. I bet he is. He's he human. definitely is. He you had a picture of Lou Reed in his high school locker. That's not nostalgic. That Lou Reed was probably popular when he was in high school. He got to meet Lou Reed for this album, and he was so like before Lou Reed died. Really? He did this album? I think he did. I think maybe I don't remember because I watched the interview he did with Tin Tinnitus or Tinnitus or whatever, and he talked about meeting Lou Reed, and that was like one of his biggest. I asked you on Friday. Today's Sunday, listeners. I asked you, have you listened to Dreaming the Eighties yet? You're like, no, I'll do it. 
and I knew that we at least had a busy evening on Saturday. So not only did you listen to this whole album and take notes, but you seem to have done a ton of research. You've yeah. watched interviews, you've watched yeah, yeah, music yeah. videos. Yeah. And I also like was up till 5 a.m. on Friday. Yeah, it's St. that's Patrick's right. Day. So <laughs> fuck? I cleaned my entire house and then I... See, here's this thing I discovered. Um, it's called methamphetamine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Cocaine. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. No, I just did research. I know. I'm a researcher by trade. I guess uh, you are. What I'm saying is not that you can't research. I'm wondering where you find the fucking time in the uh, day. You and my partner both. Do what? Wonder where I find the time. Oh, okay. See, I um, I only did one quarter at Hogwarts. Okay. But I did get the time turner. You did. All right. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And I feel okay stealing that because, you know, J.K. Rowling's been canceled. So you can take whatever you want from Hogwarts now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, is it, are there people looting Hogwarts, like taking big screen TVs? Oh, hell yeah. The they can't stop us. <laughs> okay. Got it. Hogwarts is a mess. All you took was the time turner. Or did you take other stuff? Well, I could... I, I could go back, you know? Hey, that's what the time turner is all about. I could go back, but you know what? I feel like, you know, my time with Hogwarts is dead. A, a, lot of, a lot of bad memories there. Sure, sure. A lot of bad memories. But see, isn't that the way to cure a bad memory? Is to go back and loot everything from that place? <laughs> Just take a shit Just in the... Just destroy uh... and then disappear the shit? Yeah, take, no, you, you take all those paintings off the wall and shit on them because they're aware. Yeah. They're aware oh, of they're yeah. shit on them. They're not people, though. See, what I'd be doing is I would just be... I'd steal one and then I'd just like disapparate my I'd shit in my toilet at home and disapparate it well, over to you Hogwarts. You can't use a wand because you're not a wizard. Oh, can you only can use, wizards? You can use magical items though. Interesting. So a time turner I could use. You time turner you could probably use, yeah. Uh, Quidditch I can use. Uh, no, you couldn't because you wouldn't be able to fly. The broom. Well, maybe I don't know if the. If broom's... I release a snitch, it would just be gone forever. Yeah, it would just. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Sucks. All right. Yeah. Wait, brooms are just like. I, I, I was thinking like because think, like you have to learn how to do it, but like. At the same time, there is magic involved. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. I'm curious as to whether a muggle can ride a broom. Do you think that let's those... Ask, let's, let's tweet at JK. Okay. <laughs> I, I think she'd be really happy to um, answer a question that's not about her political views. Okay. So let's see. What does this tweet look like to you? I think it says, uh, at JKR. What's her... Hey, what's your problem? <laughs> Why can't muggles use brooms? Can at they? JK Rowling? What the fuck is her... I, don't, I have no idea what her Twitter name is if it's not it is at J.K. Rowling. Women at women. <laughs> sure, that makes oh, sense. Women at women only. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll, we'll treat it J.K. Rowling later, I guess. Um, oh, there she is, J.K. underscore Rowling. How do I text her? I just want to text her personally. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, okay, uh, beautiful piano and strings on oh, this yeah, one. Yeah. Just I mean, a gorgeous they're, arrangement. They're really highlighting their strengths on this one. Like, I feel like this is a... I don't feel like this should have been the opener, which we'll get to later, but it highlights exactly what the album's going to be and what they're bringing to the table. Sure. Kev is a fucking virtuoso piano player, and Hugh Marsh is an old man with an electric violin. Yeah, and there's a kick-ass violin solo in this song. Oh, hell yeah. It, it just... I it, mean, and I was I was fresh-faced and bushy-tailed when I came into this song, so I was, like, ready for the violin solo. I was ready for the extemporization. Yeah. But, like, by song, like, 11, like, the yeah. long, like... Like, the song's over... But we got a two minute left yeah, to go. Yeah, it's just gonna be the chorus over and over. Or again. nothing. Or just nothing. like just like uh, planetarium noises and a viol- and like violin extemporization. Is that nothing, Ev? Or is your mind just not open enough to receive oh, what it man. actually okay, well, is? Okay, well here's the thing. I'm gonna call it out when it happens. Okay, and I'm gonna be doing that a lot. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, but this is a very heard. This song I feel like benefits from. It, it's well suited to him because it doesn't require much energy. 
Like, it benefits from the lackadaisical sort of arrangement of his voice. And if I didn't know this was a Lou Reed cover, I would have expected, like, if this just showed up in, like, a Bare Naked Ladies, like, B-sides, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a Kev song. This is a Kev song, yeah, Yeah. because it is just about nothing, uh, saying nothing, going nowhere, no movement. Just a beautiful moment. I did like how, like, he put the echo in. He couldn't help himself. Or he's like, how's your tea? How's your tea? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, uh, oh, yeah, we get some cool weird echo delay as we move on. Yeah. And I kind of like the squealing out of the violin at the end. And it's very naturalistic because, like, we hear Kev, like, disengaging from the piano pedals, too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Don't disagree. Let's move on to song two. (laughs) Love Will Tear Us Apart. Uh, Yeah. Original by Joy Division. Have you uh, ever heard Love Will Tear Us Apart? Yeah. Yeah, okay, of course. <laughs> many times. Uh, unfortunate name, but... Uh, no, Love Will Tear Us Apart. The Joy Division is an unfortunate name. Because the lead singer killed himself? No, because the Joy Division refers to, like, the part of the Nazi concentration camp that was used for, like, hu- white... Or not white, but human slavery, where the Nazis would come in and have sex with Jewish or, you know, people <laughs> in the camp. <laughs> Are it you was called the Joy serious? Division. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my fucking god! Why did they name their band Joy? Did they do it by Good. accident? <laughs> I don't no. think they knew. I don't think they got it. No, they seem like real stupid fuckers <laughs> who don't understand how things work. It was a different time back then. As a, I mean, it doesn't justify or expl- I mean, it doesn't justify or explain it. But like, oh, there is context, you know. My god, I, I want to know why they called it that. That's fucking wild. I mean, this is too much research to do right now. Oh, hold on. Hitler Youth. Uh, okay. They were... Hook and Sumner said they were intrigued by fascism at the time. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Okay. He argued that accusation of neo-Nazi sympathies merely provoked the band to keep on doing it because that's the kind of people we are. Yikes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so they're... They're fucking edgelord, like, mm, shitheads. There you go. Interesting. I mean, you don't name a band Joy Division. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yeah. that. Wow. All right. Cool. Yeah, definitely an unfortunate name for a band. Um, but, I mean, the song kicks ass. Love yeah. Terrace Apart. Song's great. Song's song. great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's, let's talk about Kev's version a little bit here. Um, <laughs> whoops. I wrote jangly guitar and strings again. Is Hugh Marsh a strings guy? I should do research <laughs> he's, for this he's show. An electric yeah, I, I did research later, but as I was going through, just my first listen, I went in blank. Um, so, like, I didn't feel like he was doing anything like transgressive with his cover. Like, he just was singing the song with piano and violin. Yes, but but he's also not nearly matching Ian Curtis's energy in right. this song. Right? Yeah, well, he can't. He can't do that. Do you want that man to break? But you can do. You can do passionate. You can do passion and intensity. Like, if you think about, like, a, like a blow out his, Stevens. Blow out his O-ring. Or a, a Bon Iver, Yeah, right? that's fair. They're whispering, but you hear the passion, Sufjan Stevens. I feel like Kev's passion is, like, a, a low burn. Like, a um, Kev's passion is, like, a kitchen range. It, blow, it, it burns blue and small. Okay. <laughs> All right. But is it hot? Is that what the blue is? It's hot. Okay. Yeah, but you got to get real close to get burned. <laughs> okay. All right. It's not going to heat your home. Sure. Absolutely. And it's not going to heat your heart unless you put your heart right on it. And that's what you have to do with these songs. <laughs> you really have to put your heart right on them to hear these songs correctly. I just He just doesn't have the strength to carry off because this is an energetic song. And he feels like he's reading lyrics off a page, you yeah. know? I mean, there was like a bit of a buildup. Like yeah. It just started to like, it started to build up. I'm like, oh yeah, great, great. Nope. Right back into a solo. Kev tail. Yeah. Echo- <sighs> Echoey planetarium oh, boy, music. Kev tail on this one. 
I wrote, Kev cannot deal with leaving anything behind. <laughs> like, and uh, he, it's like he's stuck in like an infinite for loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> an, an airy, whispery ending. It's just, yeah, the echoes are creepy on the end of this song. I did not like it. Um, I, I don't think it also communicates the message that he wants it to communicate, which I don't know what that message is, but it made me feel creeped out, which I assume was Maybe that's what he wanted. Sure. We should get Kev on this show. I think we said it a million times. I'd feel bad. I really want... Maybe I'll tweet at them to see if we can have an interview with them the afternoon before their last Summer on Earth concert. Good luck. You think they would do that? I hope they won't. I'm going to start the media push as soon as this episode comes out. (laughs) I want them to come to my house, sit in my dirty basement with all my children's toys around them, share a microphone because we only have two. Wouldn't that be great? No. What, what, what kind of question would you ask a gym? I'm, I'm real sorry for this. <laughs> but? But. Um, what, what, do what do you think of me? What do you think of me is a very good question. Am I redeemable? <laughs> Jim? Have, I, have, have I, I gone too far? Have I sinned too much? <laughs> oh, Jim. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, I will start the push god i hope they ignore you <laughs> i'm 100 percent oh, they thank will god. um love the irish sounding tone of the violin in a fiddly way i did <laughs> was that a good one all right uh, so yeah, planetarium sounds yeah planetarium sounds and lots of them we are at no loss for planetarium sounds on this album heaven psychedelic furs by the psychedelic furs oh well i listened to a whole brian adams song before i realized that it was not the same <laughs> song I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I did that a couple times. It's the DJ where, Sammy where song. I got like a different, a different uh, song type, same with the same title, and I yeah, listened yeah, to yeah. that. Yeah, uh, but then I went into the psychedelic furs, um, which uh, it's you know, I feel like whatever version of the song I listened to first was my favorite version. Like Level Terrace Part, I was like, oh, I love Level Terrace Part. Kev's version doesn't hold candle, mm-hmm. but like Lou Reed and the psychedelic furs one, I was just like, oh, Kev's version kicks their ass. Which may be a like positive thing on doing deep cut covers mm-hmm. is that people are going to hear yours first and then go seek out the original, and the original is never going to be as good, right? Or is it? Did you like it? The original is fine. Yeah, there's nothing really to it. It's very 80s. That's the one where they're just in the rain and the spraying down on them. Yes. Like they're getting they're getting splooed. They're dripping meat. And they just like realized that the it was just like them playing a song in the rain, real wet, and the camera's just rotating around, or maybe he's spinning around. I don't know. But yeah, it's all that post-punk shit. Yeah. Kev does love his echoes, though. Oh, my God. The echo effects in this one. I liked them. But Jesus, dude, like, you're three for three on these songs and echo effects. You need to calm the fuck down a little bit. <laughs> this is a Tear You Apart, another Tear You Apart song. How so? Because he says a Tear Nazi you... imagery? <laughs> I'll Tear You Apart. No. <laughs> oh, okay. He says Tear You Apart. So I'm wondering if there was like a... It got me thinking there might have been a through line, but no. No. Oh, there's no through line. That could be interesting. Uh, yeah. Then when we get to Computer Love, the next song, that'll tear us apart. And then there was a like a, the nice cello counter melody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. The, the staccato plucking at the end. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was a cello or it was just multiple violin takes that we were layering. It sounded very low to be a violin, but at the same time, you know, it's an electric violin, so sure. I bet you could tune that down pretty easily. Sure. I bet you could. Um, I um, love, did you like the uh, Final Final Fantasy menu song arc- arpeggios? Oh. I didn't even realize. Well, they weren't, but they sounded so much like it. Yeah. He was just doing that at one point. Yeah. Um, you know, I really, I liked this a lot. I loved the ending. We have the layered vocals. It's very lush and sweet. I wrote a million choruses. Yeah. Is this how songs are? All of them? <laughs> is this, am I missing something? 
Is this what music is? Is this what music is now? Um, yeah, Kev's expanding on his vocal range a little bit. This one has a driving feel to it. I don't know. He, they did shoot a video for this, like, in downtown Edmonton in the park or something. Oh, cool. It's just them, like, busking, basically, is what really? it looks like. Yeah. Wait, how many videos were there? For, he, this, it, this album started as just him and Hugh Marsh getting together. Because oh. they were um, doing... They do shows together, Hugh yeah. and Hugh. And so they just sprinkled a bunch of, like, 80s covers into one of their shows, I think, in, like, a, a hotel slash casino or something in Saskatchewan or okay. something like that. And they were like, hey, we should do a whole fucking album with these. So what they would do is just get together and like fucking do a song. Okay. And then sometimes they would just do a little video of it. Oh, that's so cool. there's like five, I wonder, five or six videos. I was going to say, this album's been out for a month. The fact they have four videos would be fucking wild. But just, I, think just, I think it just started as Kevin Hugh covering songs. That makes and they would sense. film themselves doing it. Yeah. Uh, move on to Computer Love. Oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, please, friend. Give me more heaven. Nope, I didn't. Too many kings want to hold me down. <laughs> Is that your only that, that comment? Was my, on? That was my other uh, line for you. Too many kings want to hold him down. Oh, um, yeah. The song lyrics make no sense to me. I, to don't, know if, I don't know. If to you, heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what they were. It's just mm, tone poem. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just really want to get to computer love. <laughs> Computer love is like if someone was making fun of the eighties. What a! It feels like a Tim and Eric sketch. Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking. Originally by Zap and Roger. Wrong. Holy. It's not by Zap and Roger. Who's it by? Craftwork. Wait, what? Yeah. Did Zap and Roger cover it? Uh, no. I think there's a there's a completely different song by Zap and Roger. Wait, did I listen to the wrong song? You did. No. Because I listened to the Zap and Roger song first too. And the thing is, they both start off, computer love, computer oh, love. Oh, maybe that's... Okay, I fucked up then. Yeah, oh, so I, this is a Kraftwerk okay. song. I did the same thing. I listened to the oh, Zap and Roger song, and I was really no. excited because uh, um, I think fucking Zap and Roger, they're electrofunk, but they're an Ohio band. They're from Dayton, Ohio. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. That song was fucking wild. I was so all about the Zap and Roger song. <laughs> oh, yeah, the electrofunk? Hell yeah. I loved it. It was so good. That totally explains, because I was like... I wrote, wow, this song ended up being the most boring version of the Zap song. What a bummer. Big shrug. That's such a bummer. That sucks. What's well, also a, uh, a very slowed down version of the Kraftwerk song. Oh, really? Yeah, and the, the Kraftwerk song is famous, well, quote unquote famous, because Coldplay took the, like, um, their song Talk. Uh-huh. The Coldplay song Talk has like the uh, the progression, the exact same progression. Oh. And he asked Kraftwerk for it. Whatever oh, okay. He's like, can I use this? Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. So, um, I mean, I guess that makes more sense. It's weird that there were two songs called Computer Love that came out during Listen, the 80s. It, you want to fuck a computer, you got to write about it. Yeah. Because that's what the Kraftwerk song is, just a bored guy who wants to fuck a computer, I it, guess. Does it have lyrics or is it just Computer Love? Oh, he talks about it. He talks about like being bored, going to get get a date a date. It's just nonsense. It's nonsense, but like it's just about a guy who wants to fuck a computer. I guess. Are you sure they're not the same song? <laughs> Look up the lyrics for the. Yeah. If okay. they're not the same song, I no, promise you. No, you're right. Uh, okay. Um. All right. Uh. Well. Anyway, I really I liked. I mean, Kev's version was interesting. I loved the drums in it. I liked the little echoey robot harmonies. Yes. Which were yeah, fine. The, I liked that. The electronic filter on the voice. Yeah. But it was just so sl like. You're gonna do an electronic, electro, electronic song, and then slow the tempo by half. Yeah, like just not a good choice. But yeah, very poor choice. I don't think he can go faster than that, though. Is the thing. Uh, <laughs> He's like doing it? his piano, and his little smokes coming out of his. <laughs> uh, 
Does he do part of one week? When they, I guess he does Thieves' part. Yeah. In live. Okay. He doesn't, doesn't do the rap or anything. God, wouldn't that be great if he had switched one night? Stop his tongue just detaches from his mouth, <laughs> flops around on the ground. Kill, kill him. Oh You'd God. kill the man. Oh, my God. Help me. Blue man and me, babes. <laughs> um, it's pretty sparse. The song is too sparse by half, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like it was just like... There was nothing to this one. It was just Kev saying computer love, computer love. I feel like he was making fun of the 80s in this one. Yeah, it's true. And if this was making fun of the 80s, I feel like the next one didn't help much, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Let's, did you have anything else about computer love? No. There's a, there's a uh, beautiful, like, the like Hugh Marsh really, like, earns his keep here. Because he, has, oh, he sure. does, like, a beautiful melody, like, around, like... Uh, around the, uh, um, or sorry, plays around the melody with yeah. like, arpeggios and things like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, song five, Particle Man. Particle Man. They might be giants. They, this, this is it, baby. This is the culmination the world has been waiting for. Bare naked ladies plus they might be giants. It's the pipeline all squashed into one data point. <sighs> yeah, and then. If I had to pick any lady to cover, they might be giants. <laughs> I would not have picked Kev. Never in a million years. I would say. Jim, I want Jim to cover because he's like he's got that like frenetic energy that TMBG brings to the table. We've given it me. Yeah, like I feel like, 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 like yeah. I feel like he'd be the best one to do it. This one isn't bad. I mean, I feel like Kev kind of did it. I like the like cartoon sound effects and Calliope music. Yes, like, I agree. The digital tuba, like. <laughs> digital tuba, computer love. Uh, this is just like I don't know. They kept the accordion. So happy to hear an accordion in this one. Yeah. Do you think that's Kev playing? He's oh, a- hell yeah. Kev's an accordionist. Okay. I thought Gotta so. be. Gotta be. Is it accordionist or accordist? Or a nin? Accordist is somebody who can tie knots really well or uh, negotiate um, peace, peace, peace cheese. Yes, absolutely. An accordionist. Uh-huh. Is, uh, Plays an accordion. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's... There, uh, there's a lot of missed opportunity in this one, I do feel like. Like, there's a, such an opportunity for a big drop at the beginning of verse two, and he just like, <gasps> Universe Man. <laughs> so, could have easily Before been Universe Man, there was like a bunch of mumbles, and yeah. I couldn't make them out. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> So I slowed them down and isolated them, and it I turns out. have that technology. <laughs> He's uh, saying, kill the Malaysian primate. <laughs> <laughs> the Estonian Prime Minister must die. Um, yeah, I liked Kev talking to himself before the third verse. I thought that was fun. You think he was psyching himself up? Oh, you can do this, man. Universe. Then they just layered it all over one another. Um, yeah, the drum. Fucking great drums. Great piano noodling on this one. Um, Kev's voice doesn't match the Johns, but it is so... The instrumentation is so batshit that it works anyway. Yeah, I, there's like a nice municipal band vibe to this song where it's like you go like you're yeah. going to see like a high school band yeah. play on stage. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly the vibe that I get from it. And I mean, I I heard this song probably hundreds of times in my life. Of course. Easily. Uh, but I never really like paid much attention to the lyrics. Really? I mean, because it just kind of washes over you. You're like, sure. It's not like wrestling, man. Oh, I've thought about it a lot. Like, it takes a really dim view of humanity. Oh yeah, yeah. Person man is just person man can't do shit. I mean, just some, gets beat up by the universe. Some days you're universe man. Some days you're person man. Am I right? <laughs> hey, buddy, you're speaking of the choir. Uh, um, I don't. I'm here's the bottom line. I'm happy this song exists. <laughs> I'm happy that it, we've come to that right. That we have a bare naked lady covering a baby giant song. Yes. Is it great? 
No. It's would fine. I, would I ever listen to it over the original? No. 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 But I'm glad it's there. Yeah. Did you like Just, that they put like birds and owls at the end? I love the duck noises. I wrote <laughs> that very big in my notes. Um, it's just because they're going full bore. They're going full tilt crazy. It's great. I love it. I don't know. No. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It's fine. I don't know, man. It's like um, it's like a carrot cake Oreo. I would never buy a carrot cake Oreo, but I would try them once and be like, I'm happy these are here. These are nice. <laughs> I'm glad you exist, little I'm buddy. I'm glad you exist, carrot cake Oreo, or whatever fucking Swedish fish flavor they're producing this this oh, semester. Oh, damn. But anyway, yeah. Okay, that's my thought about it. Any other thoughts? Nope. Okay, Cemetery Polka. Yeah, I mean, this album does not have a saggy middle. Say what you will about it, but they, he really pumped it up a little. He pumped up the energy for at least six and seven. Yeah. Or five and six. Um, Yeah, I... I Tom Waits song. Yeah. I'm not a Tom Waits fan, um, but this is kind of like, I don't know. It's it's like nightmare carnival music. It's got it's a very interesting open, very Kev. Um, yes. I said I can't wait to hear Kev's interpretation of what, uh, Tom Waits' voice. Turns out. He just sings. We don't get Kev on this song. Yeah, it's uh, Sean, no, not Sean Colvin, Michael it, Colvin. Michael Colvin, yes. Esteemed opera singer. Sean Colvin saying, Sonny came home. <laughs> oh, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> That's Michael Colvin's little niece. Um, yeah, this is... Uh, I hate the Tom Waits version. I thought it was fucking garbage. I hate Tom Waits. I think he's a bad... Do you? Are you a Tom Waits guy? Nope. Yeah, Tom Waits for no one. Um, I mean, I don't hate him, but I, don't, oh, okay. uh, I have no opinion on Tom Waits. Um, I thought it was better off the bat in Kev's style, and Michael Colvin was just like rolling his R's and doing it's supposed a bit. To be, it's supposed to be very silly. And have you seen? Did you see the video for this one? No. It's the three of them in a cemetery. Kev is dressed as like Igor slash Quasimodo with okay. a hump, and he's got like little warts on his face and Love a fake that. nose, and he's like tootling around. And Hugh Marsh is look like got the Dracula point on his hair and is wearing like a cloak, and then uh. Fucking Michael Colvin is dressed as like a weird carnival barker and he's just singing at the camera, basically. You know, That's it's, fun. It's, it's a, yeah, and there's some, a little bit of fog effects. And they're just pretending to play their instruments in the graveyard? I guess so. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do a video that that's boring, that's that boring, why even do a video? Why? Was there promotion for this album? Do you think it charted? No. Okay. This is just a passion project. It's just, a, it's just something they did for fun. Kev does a million things. Yeah, he just, he's sh- an art curator. He literally and, just uh, like six months ago released that like album of uh, just piano extemporization. That's right. I forgot about yeah, that. Which is a, has, has a song called Lou on it about Lou Reed. Were we going to review that? And then it was I just hope, the most boring I, I never want to do it. First. Yeah. yeah. It's just like nothing you can really sink your teeth into at yeah. all. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just a bizarre choice for this album. But I do love that Kev can just, you know indulge in whatever vanity project he wants to indulge in these days. imagine being part of something that's so big that you can just do whatever you want most of the time yeah that sounds you, great your summers it's the it's a nega teacher your summers are busy yeah <laughs> the rest of the year you fuck around yeah, do whatever okay, you yeah. want no um the reason why uh, michael colvin's on this song story is because uh <laughs> his son was interested was like getting into music uh-huh. and kev and Mar- and marsh were recording at the time and michael colvin's fr- good friends with kev because they both went to saint mary's uh, saint michael's choir school when they okay. were kids and so uh 
Michael Colvin came over was like, hey, can my can I bring my kid over to uh, watch you guys record because he's getting really into like music producing and things like that. And Kev's like, of course, sure, of course, sure, yeah. <laughs> very good. And then they were over there and they're doing this song, and Kev was like, hey, you're a fucking opera singer, why don't you do the vocals? And Michael was like, yeah, sure, why not? And that's how they got it. So weird. Yeah. That's great though. Just kismet. Wow. Imagine just like having an esteemed opera singer over to your house and be like, do you want to throw well, out some does, box for me? Kev does so many collabros. Yeah. I bet he's got a wide network. Yeah, of him, him, collabro. Him, him, collabro. It's true. Him, him, collabro with Mimi. Oh, I wish him, him, collab. Honestly, if we could get a hold of him, I bet you I could convince him to do a 2D6 <laughs> song with me. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, Eyes Without a Face. Billy Idol. Now we're getting into the hits. Kev has to admit that he likes a hit every once in a while. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, this one is going to be perfect for their style, I thought. Slow and smooth. Lots of great synths and hand claps. It's chill. Um, I was excited to hear how they were going to do those female backing vocals in this one. Uh, Carol Pope from Rough Trade, I think. It is Carol Pope. Yes, new wave icon Carol Pope, which I thought was cool. Um, and uh, who was doing the rap on this song, though? I don't know. Okay. I didn't have that information either. Um, this is one where the original is hard to beat, right? There's no way to, to beat this original. That's fine. I don't, I've never really enjoyed the original. Wow. Yeah. It's so mysterious and noir. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's based on that 60s uh, movie, right? Eyes Without a Face. It's like a French new wave. Not new. Not French ex- new French extremity, but it's like a horror movie where... Gosh, Faculty of Horror did an episode on it, which is why I know about it. Okay. I've never seen the movie. But yeah. Like a surgeon, a famous surgeon's daughter gets in a car wreck and her face is like fucked up. And so you see her just, she's, her face is all wrapped. So you only see her eyes. Uh-huh. Thing. And he goes kind of cuckoo and wants to like, he's like, I'm going to fix you. And so he starts like killing people and taking their facial features and like grafting them to her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That that's sounds the, fun. That's the movie. And that's what this song is about? <laughs> I don't think it is. I think he just took it. He took it as like a sure, like a, a late mo- a late motif yes, for the okay. song. That makes sense. Um, Kev is great in this one. I thought he fits perfectly. I really enjoyed the breakdown chorus because it really builds on that. Yeah. And I think what I want from this album is a little bit more electronic energy. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Not like the dreamy planetarium stuff, but like you know, like where they're like Kronos, God of Life. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, we get the first Titan. Don't talk to me till I've had my son. <laughs> What the fuck? Kronos, he eats his kids. Oh, right. Sure. That was just a fun that was little... My, that was my Kronos impression. Oh, Kronos, you did. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I got a coffee cup with that on it. But I do feel like this one out of all of them, I would agree in general that Kev just needs more energy, but the detached nature of this one kind of feels like it fits what we're doing, right? Already. It fits into Kev's style. Rather than Kev trying to adapt to the song, the song has already pre-adapted to Kev. I am glad they kept the two things that I love from Eyes Without a Face which are the opus claps, the and the 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 opus claps like Opus Day, like Opus Day, like the fucking hymn or whatever it is. No, Opus, the Opus One, the the famous hold music. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are my Tim Carlton Opus claps. I got it. I just needed a little little explanation yeah that song is called opus one by the way nice um and uh the uh the synth down bend the <laughs> i actually wrote <laughs> in, my notes. <laughs> in my notes i love that bend one of the best parts of the original so glad they kept it it gets kind of uncomfortable towards the end i think like they get like it's like everything's breaking down you know the angels are breaking into the church. <laughs> <laughs> gotta hold them off, hold them off. Sorry, as long as we can hold them off until the antichrist can come save you yeah yeah Played by uh james vanderbeek <laughs> of um, dawson's creek fame that was good 
Good stuff. Dawson's Creek? Yeah. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Quality <laughs> show. CW. Uh, I don't want to wait. That was before it was the CW. That was back when it was the WB. WB, baby. Wow. WB. Okay, if I wanted to watch Dawson's Creek, is there any way to do it, do you think? I think there are shows that are just gone now. There's a CW app. I bet they have it on the CW app. Do you think so? Or I bet, I mean, I bet somebody has the rights to fucking Dawson's Creek. There's no fucking way you can't, you can't stream Dawson's Creek. But Dawson's Creek is no longer like, it's on Hulu. Never mind. Okay, found it. I feel like there's no market for it, right? Who's going to watch fucking Dawson's Creek Bits anymore? are cheap. Uh, lots of people. Yeah. All right. Fair like, enough. I mean, my, my partner routinely watches, like, rewatches like eight, fucking 80 shows. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Can't argue with that. 90 shows, whatever. Oh, wait. Dawson's Creek was like 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Mid 90s. And now that we've mentioned it on the podcast, we're free to do an episode about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to watch it's it. It's all been Dawson. I, I was never into teen drama. Neither was I. And yeah, that's what makes us fan. the perfect combo to start talking about <laughs> Dawson. Dawson's Creek. There's a um, <clears throat> one of the other Branding Ladies podcasts, which are um, uh, Branding Ladies Are Us. Uh, or Bernie Ladies are, are we, is what they call themselves. What a bad uh, name. I know. Well, it's Bernie Ladies are me, the Blam album. That's too deep a cut. Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, they are finished. They, they no. were doing one album per episode. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they finished very quickly. But now they're doing uh, Radical Face Are We is their new project. <laughs> wow, what a fucking, yeah, what a fucking <laughs> what a change. whiplash Yeah, there. for real. I mean, I love Radical Face. Don't <laughs> oh, get me, me wrong. Me too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I don't know that I could do an entire episode about a Radical Face album. That's a lot of emotion. Yeah, and also, like, we'd have to take it seriously. Which is something that we wouldn't want to do or be good at. Yeah, this is all true. Um, Now I'm free! (laughs) Tom Petty's Free Fallen. Oh, one of my favorite TP songs. Uh, I, I wrote, I've never been a fan, but it's a ubiquitous. I fucking love Tom Petty. He's like... So he's one of those artists that either his voice jive. He's like a Bob Dylan, right? Either his voice, yes. either you like his voice or you don't. Sure. And if the, you don't like his voice, that's a barrier to entry. Yeah, I but think I so. really, I'm fine with Tom Petty. I'm free. He like sings from his <laughs> asshole, and it's fine. Clenching it's fine. the whole yeah. time. How does he do more than one night of concerts uh, in a row? He was my first concert. My dad took me to a Tom wow. Petty concert. I think when I was like in sixth grade or that's something. That's incredible. Yeah. What was Tom your, Petty and the Heartbreakers? Were you a fan back then, or were you just I, going because I was dad a fan in that like my dad was really into music, so I listened to a lot of like rock music and alternative music and things like that. Will be your child's first concert. Necrogoblicon. Really? No, probably like Bit Brigade or something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think Necrogoblicon would be fine. Necrogoblicon's great. Yeah. Well, I just, because, like, that's a that's a thought that I have to, like, curate. Like, what would be really fun to take a kid to? Well, see, like, no bands perform. I mean, you have to wait till they're older, right? Because no bands perform in, like, the afternoon. That's true. Actually, their first concert was a 2D6 concert, because I took them to a 2D6 concert when You're they were right. a baby. That's right. That was a terrible show. I'm so glad they went. <laughs> we had they a They had a good time. time. You, they were, like, they were tearing it up. Like, them and the other two kids there were, like, tearing it up to yeah. listen to your songs. Well, that was in the, basically, a dealer's room. Yeah. <laughs> it was just Everyone's, concert. like, trying to do business, and you're like, we're getting upset on the internet! <laughs> Shoving microphones in people's faces as they're trying to make transactions. Yeah, I mean, you made it work. You made it work. It was, it was, it was something. Um... This one, uh, uh, the background singer is Lou Reed, accompanist Fernando, Fernando Saunders. Sanders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, for the first part of the song, I couldn't tell if they were really good at singing or really bad because their voice is just not anywhere near what Kev is. Like they're doing all sorts of fucking stuff. Like they're singing the song and Kev yeah. is just like moaning. Yeah. And like I'm like I hate this. I hate the interplay between their voices. Like they're not harmonizing. They're not even on the same fucking musical page. Right. Like it's like they took two different takes and then overlaid them. Sure, sure. But did you end up loving it in no. the end? No. <laughs> I mean, I realized once they got once Kev stopped singing and they started singing, I'm like, oh yeah, they're actually a good singer. Okay. Oh, you think Kev is bad at singing? 
No, I mean, I think they're both Ke- both Kev and this person are good singers, uh-huh. but together it's, <laughs> it was horrible. Okay, all right. I mean, because Kev is like peanut butter. Kev is just singing in like a fucking monotone. Okay. And I do not like them singing in time, but like I respect what they were trying to do. I wrote that the background singer was giving color to Kev's line work. Kev was laying down the basics. He was just sketching it in pencil. And then Fernando was putting in beautiful color to what was happening. It's a very charitable read. (laughs) I don't know. I like it. Kev is making a foundation out of bamboo. And he's (laughs) in this other, and um, Fernando is laying like bricks on top of it. It just can't stand. It's going to collapse. Kev Kev doesn't do foundation work. I liked my metaphor a little more, but I see what you're saying. Kev's got like airy vocals. Yes. The other guy should be doing foundation because he has that actually a, a singing more, voice. Kev should just be scatting in the background. He does scat. scat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the. But speaking of overlapping, boy, we got this like big musical moment in the end where like they're doing the she's a good girl overlapping the free falling. <laughs> that was fine. I didn't like it when they were singing the same line, but not in time. It made me uncomfortable. It is a very kind of jazz interpretation of this song. It's very like, uh, I don't know. It's very freeform. And you don't like jazz. You're not a jazz guy. I didn't say I don't like jazz. What I said was. (laughs) I hate. (laughs) Uh, I'm fine on jazz. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like it was very interpretive. I like that interpretation. I hate it when people just do straight covers. You know, I want to hear you be yep, that's, put it in your own fucking wild fair. way. That's very fair. Yeah, and I think that a lot of these songs are straight covers with a bit of like yeah. ornamentation on them, and which one, is not fun. It's not bad. The original is a driving song. Mm-hmm. I feel like this turns it into like a poolside jam. Like <laughs> this is just something you would play while you dip your feet in the water and get some sun. And I don't know. I liked it. Um, dreaminess in the chorus. Good effects on the guitars and strings. The stuttering. The repeat pedals. Um, I felt like Hugh really had some standout. Like there weren't a whole lot of blowaway violin moments in yeah. the last few songs, but yeah, like that's fair. he's really pulling out the stops here. I feel like if you're, if I know you're doing a cover, and I can imagine exactly what that cover sounds like, uh-huh. you're doing it wrong. Yes, like exactly. if I'm like Kev Hearn doing a cover of Free Fallen. Got it. Okay, <laughs> I'm free falling. But it's that it's. Free falling, free. free fall- <laughs> I'm free. Yeah, free. Oh, um, Someone's really singing the song. Yeah. <laughs> and Kev is, <laughs> Kev's like, oh no, oh no. Do you think, oh my God, I hate to even suggest it, but do you think Kev's was supposed to be a scratch track and they just forgot to take it out? <laughs> That's- Here, I'm going to lay down the vocals and you just do what, do what I do, kind of. And like- the guy's like, I know the fucking song. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> I feel I'm like- Fernando fucking Sanders. I feel like they fuck up a lot. Do you have any fucking idea who I am? <laughs> The production of Brandon Lady songs just gets fucked up a lot. <laughs> they can forget things and they add things they shouldn't have. Um, let's go to the ninth song, Forever Young. This is another one where I tried to imagine what it would be like. Got it exactly. And I fucking love Forever Young. I think it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite 80s songs, if not one of my, like, in my top, like, 100 songs of all time. Sure. Um, I thought it was an apt choice for Kev. But I also thought that there's they do a lot of word stacking in the original, and I was scared to hear Kev do that, right? Um, but I also have negative associations with the song in general. Oh, why? It was the theme song for the worst D&D campaign I've ever played in. Oh, so I'm they, sorry. Like, play it before the I'm game. I'm so sorry they ruined this song for okay, you. It's okay. It's okay. This is a genuinely good <laughs> song. Like, yeah. This is like what you want music to do. It's a beautiful song. 
that also is a critique of like Reagan era politics. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, hell yeah. It's about like nuclear war and like, sure. are we even going to live oh, that to, to see, are we going to, yeah. who really wants to live forever? We're all going to die in a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Like turn our golden faces to the sun. That's like seeing a nuclear explosion. Like sure. it's going to wipe us off the planet. So why don't we fuck tonight? Yeah. Okay. And all this right. is like, if I think, if in my head I imagine like an 80s, I, I was a, ki- a baby in the 80s, so like I don't, I didn't go to a high school dance, but when I imagine high school it dances, was every, it yeah. was for every, like a high school slow dance. It's, it, those, it's one of those songs where that would totally be appropriate, but it's like people playing, uh, like those wedding songs that are actually about like <laughs> fucking like getting a divorce or dying alone or whatever. Um, yeah, this is a song where it's about people getting blown up and people are dancing slow dancing to it yeah i mean it's just a great i mean it's it's i don't want to say like voice of a song of a generation but like i think that perfectly encapsulates like the anxieties and like strength both the strengths and weaknesses of the 80s as as a decade i could hear that yeah and also it's very prescient given our current like political situation vis-a-vis like the war in ukraine and like russian and u.s rearmament so how did you feel like it kev did with it boring I mean, you're you're very you know. Uh, it's a beautiful song, and he performs it well. Okay. That's what I'll that's what I'll say. I feel like this is like the best use of his like fluttery vocal stylings and Marsh's like ethereal violin. Like, I mean, Kev's, Kev's falsetto, where he actually like belts it out yeah. once in his fucking life. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Where has he been hiding that? Yeah, for like, real. He genuinely <laughs> sings this fucking song. Yeah. Well, they actually recorded this last because that broke him. <laughs> <laughs> that was he did one take and he was just like. <laughs> Um, I didn't think uh, Kevin's I don't know I felt like this one didn't work for Kev I'm oh, glad you so liked I it I really enjoyed this one I, I think this, like is my, this is probably my favorite song on the album but then again wow. I'm biased because you I really the love the song sure. yeah. see I feel like if I really love the song I'd be almost biased against it Like I think he does a really good job how dare you I think he really does a really good job for the first three minutes and 30 seconds of it and then and then we get planetarium noises yep. and like violin yep. nonsense and like if you chop off that last 130 yep. that's a tight fucking set yeah, and just, that's my critique of every song <laughs> on this album I read just when you think it's over there's two and a half minutes left and it's him whispering and echoing forever forever and then the violence like like having like a musical equivalent of a stroke in the background I'm like okay guy yeah it's a landscape like I like the landscape I don't want those ah but you knew what you were getting into with a Kev I did know but that doesn't mean I want it okay but you have to have it so you might forewarned is forearmed not for liked (laughs) okay how did you arm yourself for this album uh, I well, first off, I listened to 357 it on, Mac. on the toilet. On the toilet, I listened to it on the toilet. <laughs> okay, because I knew a lot of stuff was going to come Best out of me. Best way to listen to a cover an album. Sure. Um, I listened to it starving because I was going to a Brazilian steakhouse that night, <gasps> so I was hungry for it. We just went to a Brazilian steakhouse last night, listeners. What a fun experience! If you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, get yourself down to Redisio's Brazilian Steakhouse. Uh, I'm a fan of Texas Day Brazil. Yeah, but right now, a uh, pedophile works there. Oh, <laughs> is it slander to say that on the air? Uh, there's a guy who used to be a big part of the anime community here in Columbus oh, no. who is just like a known predator and a really bad person. Well, warning. Uh, yeah. yeah fair, and, fair uh, warning. Yeah. Whenever I mean, he gets a job anywhere around here, there's like three people on my friends list who are like, X is now working at Tejas de Brazil. X is now working at Marathon like that, Gas Station. I like that Tejas de Brazil has become our group's pronunciation of it. I think it's <laughs> Texas is how we say it in America. But, but it's Tejas de Brazil. <laughs> so if, if you wouldn't pronounce it Texas if you were de Brazil. I think Brazil. they've got X's in, por- in Portuguese. I've got Tejas. I've got Ejas in Tejas. <laughs> That's funny. Laugh at one. that. 
So the video for um, this is just them in the park again. Uh-huh. But they're in front of like a um it's not an amphitheater, but it's like a it's like a a concrete construction that looks kind of like a gazebo. Okay. It's a big concrete like half circle wall that's like got all these like tags and like uh, spray paint all over it and behind uh-huh. Kev's there's just a big A cab. That rule. I'm like good for him. Good for you. You know like you had to I mean Either he picked it on purpose, or I think he he's accidentally did. doing it. He's all about, you know. He wrote that whole song about the the cop pulling him over on the bad day that oh, one time. There's a bylaw, a bylaw. Um, yeah. Uh, Fucking kill the pigs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I also talked a lot about Kev going super high and super hard in this one, but we never get like the original starts going real hard about halfway through the song. And Kev's just kind of remains level most well, of the time. Well, he goes, he goes like, he goes from like turtle to rabbit for Kev. Yeah. Like, I've never seen him put this much effort into singing. You're right. Can you explain the lyric in the song to me? I don't want to perish like a fading horse. That's a very strange lyric, is it not? Well, they don't, they, sh- they shoot horses, don't they? Oh. They, I don't want to perish. You don't want to get executed. Like a fading horse. Sure, I don't want to get executed. Yeah, that makes sense. Never mind. You're right. That's why we stay forever young. Forever young. (laughs) They should, Forever Dog should take this on as their podcast theme. Mm. Right? Mm. Right? Okay, next song. Uh, Watching You Without Me. A Kate Bush song that I'd never heard before. I I was a Kate Bush fan before it was, before Stranger Things season three or four came out. Right. And so, I, I mean, I love, like, Deal With God and... Um, I've just a fan, just been a fan of her since her deal with God's been on my playlist okay. for a decade. Is that what this was from? This is well, Kate Bush saying deal with God, but oh, um, I same see. same singer. But you didn't know this song. I didn't know this okay, song okay. because this song is this song sucks. Have um, you heard the original? Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it was weird, and I appreciate weird. I wrote I like it because it was weird. I appreciate things that are not normal. Um, oh, welcome to this album. Uh, it's a good choice for the album. Beautiful, lush, layered, beeps, boops, screwed and chopped vocals. And like the, and that's from the original too. She yeah. chopped, like the first, like the, one of the reasons I hate the original is because at the end she like. <laughs> that is so <laughs> like, weird. And they do it exactly yeah. the same in Kev's version. Uh-huh. It's just, uh, it is weird out of it's all. It's hard s- to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> out of all the songs he slavishly recreates for this album. This is kind of just him doing the Kate Bush song, which I kind of fucking love it's uh, but just like what a strange do you think this is kev's favorite kate bush song like out of all the songs he likes the one that goes i think he just was trying to do a deep cut maybe yeah Yeah, it's possible i think the the harmonies on this one are good because the the vocal the female vocalist like carol pope again it must be i don't know i didn't there's no other females credited but like she like enhances kevin's voice and doesn't overpower it yes like she brings the exact same energy kev does yes so they're very well matched which i really like and it kind of contributes to the whole "there's a ghost in our household" sort of vibe yeah. of the song. Uh, this is—I feel like this is the uh, um, this this the pairing with, with uh, "Tonight Is the Night I Fell Asleep at the Wheel." This is like because the whole thing is the go- there's a ghost in your house, or it's from the ghost perspective, right? Yes. And they don't know they're dead at yes. first. Like, can you hear me? Like, what the fuck are you just ignoring me, sort of thing? So this yeah. is like the ghost from "Tonight and I Fell Asleep at the Wheel" oh, coming no. back to their house and being like, "Hey, hon, I'm home." Yeah. <laughs> Hi, kids. <laughs> Exactly what I thought when you said that. Um, yeah. So I like the scatting bridge, like the where he goes. Ah. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, and it is a little more easygoing, a little more ambling than Kate Bush's version, yeah. um, which of course is is Kev's thing. But then he switches it out halfway through for that like big guitar and drum sound. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that he kept the scary shit around. Do you like um, the whale noises? I thought they were bird noises. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. I think it was ee yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw some whale Weird sounds. Violin. So this is, when you hear that, oh, 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 is that supposed to be the ghost like trying to break through and talk to the... I think it's like just like, remember that uh, there was a horror movie that came out, like White Noise, where it was... Um, we were literally just talking about White... Was it you that I was talking to White Noise? How did that movie come up twice in fucking two days? Very weird. Sorry. Continue. That forgotten movie from like... Yeah, nineteen ninety eight or something. Uh, the guy who was Batman Michael in the Keaton? Michael Keaton is in yes. it. Yeah. Can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I don't think I've ever seen White Noise. Because I was thinking when somebody was talking to me about, it, I was like, "You're talking about Frequency." Where he's talking to his dad, they were like, "No, no different one." <laughs> and yeah, uh, weird. But yeah, it's, it's fine, fine song. Yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like this was an improvement on the original, um, but the original was, and the bar was pretty low. And so man, I'm getting so stuff. fucking tired of unraveling tales at the end of a song, like where it's just like the music just started like. You know, take your time. <laughs> you just play as much as you want. You don't have to go home. But like, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna leave. The, I'm gonna leave the recording on. I'm just gonna leave the equipment on. You just take your time. Forewarned is forearmed. You knew <sighs> this was gonna happen. You could have. I am so fuck. This is like the tenth time he's done it. Death of the author. You could have stopped the album and said, "The last five songs are great, and don't do that <laughs> because I'm killing the author right here in my <laughs> listen of this." <laughs> Um, do you want to move on to the next one? Oh, Speaking of yeah. next one, Sun, we, have, Sun Ra. we have fucking many songs to go. <laughs> oh, I've got four. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Sun New Ra. Horizon slash Along Came Raw slash We Travel the Space Ray Spaceways. Excuse me. I didn't. I've never heard of Sun Ra. Oh, you never heard of Sun Ra? No. And then I did a bunch of research for this he album. Is a, he is an interesting person. Yeah, seems like a weird guy, but cool. He is a baller. Yeah. I, oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I've never really been into like, experimental music, but yeah. like I, I, in, I've enjoyed like. It's a fucking song. This is the song that should have opened the album. Interesting. Because it starts with like a... Sp oh, the you don't put a spoken word poem like sure. in the middle of your... But it's um, it's Kev's dad. It is. Yeah, doing yeah, the, that's doing the so song. That's so cool. Because they were in the, he was just in there and he had laid down the uh, track and they wanted um, Michael Ray, I think, from the orchestra, is, is on this, doing the trumpet. Uh-huh. And uh, um, he's like a famous jazz trumpetist with the, the, the Sun Trumpist. Ra Orchestra. Trumpist? Uh-huh. Trump Trumpista. <laughs> but yeah, he's with that and I think he's done trumpet for like Cool in the Gang and stuff like that. Um but like he they were like hey do you want to do the spoken word poem and like he had heard, like he, my dad did the uh, um, vocals for it and he's like no that's perfect oh wow you use your dad's voice yeah so that was oh, pretty so cool oh so dad's voice is supposed to be a scratch track yes. again yeah. that they forgot to remove from the album no they were gonna <laughs> but then the guy said I, I, I sign off on this um, but like if you've got literal minutes of spoken word describing sound and space you have to put it at the fucking front prepare yourself it's like a forgetting on a fucking Disney ride yeah. and then they put the uh, like introduction to the ride in the middle of the ride they just <laughs> Stop you right there. Let me stop you right Where there. I know you've enjoyed the first three minutes of the of Space Mountain. Yeah. But here are some safety regulations we need to go over. Yeah, and I was gonna say maybe they started with something explosive, but I look back and it's rooftop garden. It's like, yeah, you're right. What the fuck were they thinking? You're right. This is a perfect choice. To, did we should we resequence this out? <laughs> Do another episode on it. Um, I have to make them all fight. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. We can do it. Uh, which battle bot would New Horizons <laughs> be? Um, I believe it would be Scrantual. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting choice for them to cover an instrumental. Yeah. I mean, an instrumental doesn't really require a cover. I mean, the whole idea of a cover is kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel like a cover has to have lyrics. Well, they're covering the, I mean, they're covering the, 
poem. And I think the instrumental is just the guy extemporizing on the trumpet like the, the, the orchestra does. Yeah, but but they like combine three songs in here, so I think they're using pieces from all three of the, That's probably the tracks. Fair, yeah. And also like for Kev I I, I there's no negative thoughts here because Kev knows what he's doing. He's a woke fella. But for him to cover like an Afrofuturist song, <laughs> like I mean, at least he brought back a member of the original band. Yeah. Like that was great. But also, it's like Kev, like I don't know. I think the, like, I mean, bringing attention to it. I guess is he is he elevating is I he elevating marginalized voices or is he? Yeah, I mean, You're right. So he's bringing. I mean, Sun Ra, like. I mean, I got into Sun Ra because of like Afrofuturism, which okay. I, was, I was getting big into. You know, like uh, I'm trying to think of like Nishi Shawl and Black NK, Panther, NK Jemison, yeah, Rene right. Okafor, sure, yeah, okay, guy, <laughs> Maurice Broaddus. <laughs> Just like, I was like, I'm like, you know what? I should read more non-white fiction. And sure. So I kind of got into that years ago, and then that, that got me into Sun Ra. He believed he was abducted by aliens. Yes. And that's like what in college, like he was like, they were like, you need to stop going to college and storm a band. He's like, got it. <laughs> Got After it. he did a shit ton of peyote, um, I don't know. It was a it's 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 a cool read. Uh, I, I like knowing about Sun Ra, so he certainly did you know elevate that voice for me. Yeah. So now I'm I mean, aware. He's a fucking baller. Like, um, did you read about when he was when they tried to draft him? Uh, probably. I may have forgotten. What did he In, do? Like World War Two. So World War Two, not like Vietnam or right. anything. Like World War Two, they tried to draft him, and he said. Uh, I'm a conscientious objector, which is not really a thing back then. Right. And so they brought him in. Um, they, they're like, okay, well, you don't have to go to the army, but you have to do army like work. So you're going to work in like Pennsylvania and you're going to like do munitions. He's like, I'm not going to do that either. I'm not going to do shit. <laughs> I don't believe in this war. I don't believe in you. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, then you got to go to boot camp. We're just going to send you to boot camp. He's like, okay, send me to boot camp. I'm going to get trained and then I'm going to get a gun. Then I'm going to kill the highest ranking officer I can find at my first opportunity. Jesus. And they're like, Okay, <laughs> you're going to jail. <laughs> oh my god, fucking wild! I mean, this is like the 1930s, so like full on racism. Yeah, like the judge is like, I've never seen uh, N word like you before, and he's like, you never will. Oh, like fucking mic drop. My in god, the, court, in the courtroom. How long did he go to jail for? Just a couple years. Jesus, but apparently it, it really made him bitter and. I mean, why of wouldn't course. it? Yeah, yeah, it's just bullshit. But fucking wild. Yeah, Jesus. Um, opens with a too long soundscape. Uh, Kev, oh, this? Yeah, I mean, it's a Sun Ra song. Yeah. It's going to be a lot. I know. I just, I didn't, nothing happened in this one. It changed gears too often. It didn't feel cohesive. It felt to me like a 80s concept album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is kind of what Sun Ra shit was, if I understand well, it correctly. Sun, Sun Ra, he, was, I mean, he lit a concept life. He lit a concept life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but the thing is, I think what Kev wanted to do in this, and this is from the interview I was listening to, is because um, Sun Ra was big in like the 60s and right. 70s, but he was st still working in the 80s and still producing stuff in the 80s. And right. Kev's like, yeah, I wanted to like highlight the work that he was doing in the 80s. So that's where this this is from. But like this reminded me of like an 80s like fucking metal concept album where they're like, long ago on the planet of Zytex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hear that. I, I mean, the Blade just... Lords of Badonia <laughs> will not bow down to any Dondonian. <laughs> The Skrivlovs were in terror because the Vorkin mines where they worked all day. <laughs> all the Vorkin mines they'll never find. Yeah. Um, I just felt, I didn't know how much of this was constructed. It felt less improvisational, more constructed to me, especially knowing that it's a three song medley. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Kev lost the force for the trees in this one. He's like, I fucking love Sun Ra. I love Sun Ra. I want to highlight his voice. I want to highlight the work he was doing in the 80s. And he didn't realize that what makes Sun Ra great is like that, you know, improvisational, free sort of. And so him trying to 
you know, do these three things That's, and fit yeah, them all like, in. You're you're one hundred percent right because how how do you cover like a a, a, a sound project exactly yeah right and I mean and I feel it, like his heart was in the right place he because he, he loves the guy uh-huh. right like he loves him so much and he wants to do something that that tributes him but like I don't know yeah it didn't quite work for me didn't make sense he lost the forest for the trees should have just started with it should have just started with it should have just started with it um dark eyes by Bobby D I have always found the, speaking of like grading voices like hate Tom Petty I like I cannot stand Bob Dylan's Fucking voice worse. and. Mad respect to his songwriting and musical ability. I mean, he's objectively a great artist, but yeah. I have just never been able to listen to him. Oh, no. Something yeah. about it just puts my teeth on edge. Yeah. And this was, I mean, this was like a, it was it a long song? Like, I just felt like it went on forever when I was listening well, to the original. I, I wrote that it's simultaneously stilted and plotting. Yeah. Because it's like, they're just, it's nonsense. Yeah. And it's nothing is that, it's just harmonica and guitar. And like some storytelling, the storytelling is nice, but it's also just fucking boring and bad and annoying. And I don't know. I, I just started kind of skipping ahead in the original song. <laughs> nice imagery, but this song kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, Kev's version, at least the violin adds a layer of something interesting. Some sort of sound bed is added partway through. Kind of started yeah. sounding like a hymn. A yeah, there was, bit. and then they then they throw in a snare march at the end. Yeah, why not? Too little, too late at that point. Mm. It was too repetitive, and I was just like, I don't know. And another minute thirty tale. Yep. Fuck man, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. We, we know you can bang out a melody on piano while Hugh fiddles. We know you guys are good at this. Please stop doing it. Who is art for? Is art for the artists or for the audience? Well, I feel like at this stage and at this part of Kev's career, like he's like fucking him. Crispin Glover, where he'll like do a couple roles in a like high budget thing just to make enough money to do a weird fucking like 10 weird projects. Right. Where he just like, I don't know, takes off his pants or something and slaps his butt. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Kev could never work again for the rest of his life and totally be fine. Yeah. I, he's got bajillions of dollars. Probably right? not bajillions. He's probably got like three mil. This one, I guess. How three, many? Three to ten mil. Really? I mean, musicians, Bell. like, I mean, he's not, like, they're, they're BNL, right? So, yeah. like. One of the biggest bands in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one Direction, BTS, and BNL. <laughs> All three letters. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, I don't think, I think, I bet they're millionaires. I bet they're very low millionaires. I guess so. Because we looked up Ed, and Ed was, like, ten million dollars. Yeah. But that'll only last you for five years, six years. 10 million bucks. You gotta know what I'm saying? Live, gotta live that life. The way I live. <laughs> you gotta get Whoppers every meal. I have brother? Yes. Plural. Hear the Whoppers? <laughs> That's right. I am loading up on Whoppers. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and food and dinner. As, uh, yeah. anyway, as, as the Burger King says. As, as they say at Burger King. That's why they put that mask on him. Because they can't. you can't listen to his voice. He's very racist. <laughs> We've talked about the Colin Farrell sex tape before, right? No. Breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. No, All right. No. Never mind. Um, go look it up, listeners. Uh, can we skip Dark Eyes? Do you have anything else about it? It sucks. The, yeah. But the original and Kev's version sucks. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Okay. Did not like it. Made of Orleans by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Never heard this song. Yeah, I have never heard of this song or this person. Orchestral Maneuvers? Never. Oh, yeah, they're a famous 80s band. I know. Uh, having having like <laughs> read their Wikipedia article, but like I sure. had never heard of them. Um it's a big ballad about Joan of Arc. Um Yeah. I the electronic horn noises in the original were so grating to me. Like it didn't even sound like music it's like 
like if you brought a song today back to the 1800s they would be like this is horrible what is this noise that's what that sounded like to me it was some sort of time travel it sounds like nothing it sounds like grating and they have bizarre random sounds in the opening of the original yeah that's i mean they were that's what they wanted to do well i i read an interview the idea came about because we actually had the song recorded but thought the track started oddly and needed something else to announce its arrival um, at the time, A&M were making a lot of music that was ambient soundscapes. The natural thing was to give the song an intro that set up the feel for the main themes to resolve out of the noises. It's not meant to mean anything specific, just set up a feeling to let the track go out of the strange noises. I think it worked well. Ew, I did not <laughs> dig it. Agree to disagree. But what I do like that Kev does is he its one of those like flowy into the next song, because Dark Eyes like kind of flows ah. into the ambient noise of Dark Eyes at the end flows into this. So I enjoyed like the driving I, I enjoyed like the driving waltz speed of this with like the and then they syncopate it too like with multiple syncopations. Yeah. So like I loved the multiple layered beats of this song and I mean yeah. this finally finally was a soundscape I enjoyed. Really? Like it took it took him 13 fucking songs to hit me with a soundscape. Jesus but man. Right. I mean it's just planetarium music with a really good beat but it works. Oh I thought that they sounded like I don't know. I, I mean, I like the violin taking over the electronic strings part because that sounded like garbage shit. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I just thought it was slow. Just like I mean, a... it's, I, I'm glad Kev cut out like the, a lot of the random noise in the intro. And I mean, it has a long tail, but so does the original. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what I wrote. This is like a karaoke exercise. Thinking about what you're naturally predisposed to and how do you make that work? Is it something you love that you know you're not great at regularly? How can you make it work in your style? Oh, and then I wrote, Kev's not great at this part. So like, he's like, I love that orchestral maneuvers in the dark song. And then he tries to sing it and it just sucks. And he's like, well, oh well. <laughs> it goes on the album. Like, he doesn't even try to do it in his style. It just sounds like he's trying to like. That's fair, that's a fair critique. Okay. I'll just shut you right down with that. He sure did. <laughs> I wanted to argue with you. Coming in from the cold. Man, okay, phew. I knew he wasn't going to do the accent, but I didn't <laughs> know he wasn't going to do the accent. Bob Marley song listeners. Um, I like that Kev chose something upbeat for the final song. It's yeah. a fun little upbeat song. He only sings. Listen, there are probably three stanzas in the song. Uh-huh. He only sings one. Yeah. And then he just does the chorus. Yeah. Yes. You're right. A lot. Yeah. And it's like. And Bob Marley does it a lot. (laughs) But Kev's like, the one thing I like about this song is the chorus. Bob Marley does it 50 times. I'm going to do it 500 times. Yeah. It's true. Well, and then I like it denies what makes the song important or critical in order to make a spectacle of it. Right. Because the verses are kind of about the black experience in yeah. the United States and Kev is taking black music cutting out all the stuff about the black experience and here's the commercial part the fun chorus of the song right and this is the one with the video they did a whole fucking music video <laughs> oh, for no. this so the video is him with a like surrounded by a bunch of pipe cleaner pluppets okay and it's just him one there's like three sound stages with like pluppets on them uh-huh. and they're weird okay like they look they don't they're, they're people but they don't all look like people and uh-huh. they're doing uh, we'll, we'll watch like 30 seconds of the video mid track will cut off. But I mean, like I'm like, is this what the inside of Kev's head looks like when I saw the video? Because it is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm sure. So I feel like this is the reason he might have made the album because he got a chance to do a puppet show. You think the whole album was a lead up to the puppet show? He wants the puppet show. There's like three or four creepy puppet scenes and then he's just good. Piper cleaner sculptures. And I'm watching the video. I'm like, people cared a lot about this video. 
like a lot of hard work. They spend a lot of time and effort on this video. Yeah. And it looks about as good as it can, given what it's made out of. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus Christ. Let me clarify something, too. I said it's good to have an upbeat song to end the album because I was listening to the original. Kev makes it into a funeral dirge. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's no, like, move forward movement in this song. It's just a very dreamy, energyless version of this, which so, is a Kev way to end an album. In the interview, uh, he said that this was the first take, last take of the song because he and Hugh Marsh were doing, were like, okay, we want to do this song. And so it was just them in his house, like doing this song and they put it together. And then like they came over, the they brought the producer over and they're like, should we do it again? No, I really like the energy that we got, the lack of energy we got on this one. So let's just put it on the album. Weird. So this is a demo track. That is so strange. Because they were going to add a bunch more. And he's like, nope, this is fine. Who The producer was tired. The producer <laughs> wanted to go home. He's like, well, do you, you think we should put another minute 30 uh, of me just saying coming in from the cold? Should we just, I feel like I can really do the chorus another I, hundred times. You know, I can also do the accent if you want me to. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Oh, man. I just, I, I hated that it lost what made the original song a song or what gave it any sort of critique I mean, of society <laughs> also it was a reggae song yeah, right. <laughs> and this is not <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not reggae, reggae. but at the same time like he made it his own which is to say stripped out <laughs> everything uh, yes repeated the chorus a thousand times yep. and made it like a wispy like maudlin song about uh, -huh. uh huddling around a campfire and like being with a couple pluppets yeah and how do we feel about that i don't know i want you to see i want you to see 30 seconds of the video okay so Truly a nightmare of a video. <laughs> like, real strange. It's, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about life anymore. Yeah. I don't know if I, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do, do with myself. Do you think that Kev knows that that's upsetting? Do you think that he does, that he knows that his little pluppets are? I think that he doesn't. I think that he loves pluppets. And I think that he has a friend who makes pipe cleaner sculptures and wants to showcase their work. That's the end. That's the end. That's the end. But that's that's even... Alpha and Omega of that video. Are they credited in the video? Like who? Oh yes, they they're, are. They're, they're like literally. Uh, yeah. yeah, Don Porcella. Porcella. Hey, it's a me. Um, wow, very strange song. Uh, just fucking weird. What were the co any YouTube comments? It has less than a thousand views. I mean, this album just came out like a month ago. Yeah, but he's a bare naked lady. Yeah, but he puts out an album. I think he like any Hearn fans are suffering from like overload. Sure. Because the dude fucking puts out an album every three months. Yeah, it's true. But each of the albums are so different and weird. Yeah, I mean that's that... that's the dream though, right? Where sure. like like you said, like he makes all his money in BNL and then just gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Gets to make a song about superheroes for the um Greater Edmonton <laughs> Council. Council. I didn't on. listen to that. Oh, it's just a it's just commercial for it. Oh, okay. But we should definitely do like he made a like a medley of superhero songs. Okay. For that, so that might be a future episode we can do. Okay, good. But you can only get it somewhere. You can't you, can you, can, you can't watch it on YouTube. You have oh, to like buy it because it's like a it's a charity album. Oh, I see. So okay. do you want to take food out of the kids, uh, the money, the money of the kids? I don't mind. I would love. Is it just oh, Spider Man? No, no. He brings in a bunch of people. In, in the in the in the commercial, all BNL boys are on. Oh they're, they're boy, all, they're all in there. Oh BNL boy, that's exciting. Okay, I'm excited to watch that. We'll watch that between the episodes so you can know. All right. Um. That's the end of the album. Yeah. Um. What do you think? Well, 
Um, what do we rank this at? Are we, do we rank it bare naked and fully clothed? Yeah, we do. We okay. Do. But uh, before that, I wanted to give some like, because I listened to a like 40 minute long interview with Kev Hearn. Unfucking real. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. Uh, it was just him with a with a magazine. So this started. A, it was a Fogo Island in Newfoundland, uh-huh. New Year's Eve, 2018. They put some covers into their set. Him and um, Marsh. Yeah. Him and Marsh. I call him Marsh. Marsh. We're on last name basis. Colin Marsh. Sure. But yeah. Uh, so they they decided they wanted to do it. But then uh, the guy asked him like, "So you didn't include a single Canadian band in this? Just all American and British uh-huh. bands?" He's like, "Yeah, actually, we're working on another album with just Canadian bands. Oh my god. So there's gonna god. be another one that's just Canadian Christ, bands. Christ, Kev." And so they talked for 20 minutes about what Rush song they wanted to put on it. Wow. He didn't even consider putting a Rush song on it. <laughs> so these and the guy are was like, be... you're not going to put a fucking Rush song on? He's like, oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> these are all going to be Canadian. This is Corky and the Juice Pigs. And the... <laughs> Was that Kev's band before? He was in Corky and the Juice Pigs, although I can't find any video or evidence of him being in there. It's just <laughs> okay. on his on his like fucking on his biography. <laughs> yeah. His CV. Because yeah. okay. I've only seen like two or three performances of Corky and the Juice Pigs. They're a fun band. They're yeah. like a jokey band. Yeah, which seems also weird that Kev was in them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, is underage oh that's what it was okay um <laughs> he he had never seen sun Ra in concert because okay. he played i believe he played once in edmonton it was at the purple onion uh, but i was underage so i couldn't <laughs> uh-huh. go and see him but he's seen the orchestra many times um but uh the guy asked why kev is so prolific and kev's answer was well i love music i do all my ideas I do all my God, it's true, isn't it? And then he talked about how cancer makes him want to seize the day, which is you know oh, makes yeah. sense. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, the Michael Ray, the guy on the um, Sun Ra song, that's that's who he's. Um, he originally uh, contacted him because he wanted to do this medley of superhero songs, and he wanted Michael Ray to do Wonder Woman. Oh, what's the fucking Wonder Woman song? I don't know. Okay, but uh, uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> what he's working on now. His projects, Kev's projects. Uh huh. He uh, had a high school band. Okay. He's like, we didn't go on on weekends. We just stayed in with our like recorder and just made albums. Uh-huh. And I just uncovered a bunch of those. So I'm splicing together enough material for two albums from my high school band. No, and Kev, I got back no. together with one of them. He doesn't do music anymore. He's like a night manager at a Bennigan's. Oh. But like, he he was all for it. My God. And uh, yeah. That's a fucking wild. I have songs that I recorded in high school that I never want to fucking hear again. They're so bad. I mean, I'm sure Kev was a better musician than I was in high school, but Jesus. So other little bon mots. The guy was like, so um, like, how do you like approach putting songs together? He says, well, I used to pile a lot of stuff into my songs, but you know, as Sun Ra's biography said, space is the place. So I don't put nearly as much stuff in, in my songs as I used to. I'm learning to take things out. That's... How could he? What was the? First, Imagine if there was more in this. Album. What was the first Kev song? Hidden Sun was the first yeah. Kev solo song that yeah. we heard, right? And there's not a lot in that song. Yeah. What did he think he was including <laughs> that he is now dissing? He, in fact, he is just including more of nothing. He like he didn't used to have three minute soundscapes at the end of his songs. <sighs> Space is not the place. <laughs> I think Kev. he's just losing perspective. Yeah, tight he's living in his is little right. weird little bubble. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the guy asked, "When do you know something is done? Like, if you're taking stuff out, putting stuff in?" He's like, "Well, you know, when it makes you dance. You no, know, <laughs> not not physically, but inside." I see. Of course, I cannot imagine any of Kev's songs would ever make me dance. So, also, I've got some BNL news. Okay. Oh. That's right. So they asked him what he was working on. He said those two high school albums. He's also working on that superhero medley, and also. 
Bare Naked Ladies is working on a new album. He has confirmed it. We have it from Kevin Hearn himself. Yeah! The crowd goes fucking wild. <laughs> They're officially working on a new Weekly album. Weekly episodes. I'm Weekly literally episodes. sure. I'm literally sure that every fan of this podcast already knows that. <laughs> this well, is the first time I've heard it from the mouth of a piano. Yeah, boy. I don't think it's been official before, but they have to feed their families. <laughs> so, of course, they're working on another album. You know, I don't feel like they could feed their families just playing their hits. Yeah. Just forever. licensing just be, out just, one week to just become an oldies band, right? Sure. I yeah. could feel. The, I feel like they could feed their families on the fifteen million dollars they already have. But you know, you got to get them whoppies. Again, five to six years. Five to six years. Um. Wow. Give me one song title you think is going to be on BNL's next album that's not bouncing in the house. Jump up. Okay. Jump. <laughs> Take a little jump. <laughs> you think they might cover "Jump" by Crisscross, but also mix it up with "Flip"? Yeah. I think they're going to have a song called Ice Cream Date. Ooh. Oh, it's a fun one <laughs> in my imagination. <laughs> We're going to have an ice cream date. It's a Kev song. Please don't be late. And it'll start the album. I see a bird while I'm waiting for you. I'm on a bench and I see a couple or two. And I see a red car and I see a blue sky. These are all the things I see. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a song called Get Out, parentheses, of this car. Get in, parentheses, to my town. I see. I think there's going to be a song called Get Out, Get into my parentheses, parentheses my trunk. <laughs> Get Out, parentheses, not the Jordan Peele movie <laughs> is going to be a song. Um, oh, what if all the songs, the titles, were horror movies? But like the songs had nothing to do with them, but they were kind of inspired by the titles. That's fun, right? Like Hellraiser, where yeah. it's just about shaving in the morning. Yeah. Uh, does I keep, hell, does I the keep title... cutting my face all over the oh, place. Oh, I see. So not inspired by... Yes. Just the title. I was just... Yes, yes, yes. Hellraiser doesn't make me think of shaving, but... I have a razor. Oh, hell... It's a pun. You're smarter than I am. You're a big writer. You write <laughs> books and stories. Homophones are your jam. Have you ever written a story where the homophone was the big twist? Yes. Every story, if you look deep enough, you'll know that. <laughs> On a scale of burning, like <laughs> clothes. Where do you think this song fits, Ebba? I was a baby in the 80s. Uh-huh. So baby. I'm trying to, like, superimpose a picture of myself thinking about my baby in the 80s. And my dad was really into music, 80s music, and, like, just in general. Uh -huh. So, like, I feel like I got a pretty wide-scope music education. Just I wasn't listening to, like jazz or anything okay. but, you know like he was he was pretty my dad was pretty pedestrian he just liked you know top 40 bands sure. and things like okay. that but that sucks you no know, he didn't sucks. actually he had some really deep cuts <laughs> okay but um because i keep listening to car like i keep hearing like songs on the radio i'm like this can't be a popular song my dad listens to it yeah and it turns out it is like a popular song and <laughs> it's so funny because my dad used to play like arrested development was one of his favorite bands like the rap group from the late 80s early 90s mm -hmm. And I'm like, my dad was listening to, like, current kind of, like, indie-ish hip-hop. And I'm like, fuck, I guess my dad was in his early 40s, which is, like, how old I'm almost <laughs> going to be. And I listen to indie. That just fucking strikes me as weird. Uh-oh. Yeah. You becoming your dad. Oh, no. Uh-oh. So how would my dad rank this album? Oh, there we go. Let's um, dream of our fathers, our dead okay. fathers from yep. the 80s. I'm channeling him. Okay. Hold on, let me channel my phone. He did, he was the, I, he did have, I think, Stunt and, um, oh, let's see, it would have been, because he had three Bare Naked Ladies albums, so it would have been Stunt Gordon and, um, 
probably pirate ship, pirate or ship. maybe you oh no she had, he had maybe you should drive because that's the one i stole from him oh okay yeah okay. i still have that album so maybe you should drive Aww. uh born on a pirate he didn't have gordon born on a pirate ship and then um, okay stunned. Stunned. interesting so he did like bnl wow uh, well he also had like six thousand cds so. okay member of the uh, columbia house uh <sighs> something like that whatever it is uh, his, uh, he uh he said i love him because my name is chip dickon and cd are my initials oh that's <laughs> it, not it was, real it was perfect yeah that's what he said he would say, I like CDs because they're my initials? No, he said that it's the perfect medium for me because it's named, it has my, it has my initials. Oh, my. Also, it, CDs were really big back then. Okay. So. Well, yeah, every, <laughs> it's not like he was like. He did have a lot of tapes. This? I'm really He would make mixtapes. He would spend hours making mixtapes. Was tapes. your mom's name Cassette? Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's a name. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect medium for her. Cassette is a beautiful girl's name. <laughs> Isn't it? Oh, my little Cassette. Oh, oh, oh my little Miserable. If we only had girls. Oh, man. I thought it was weird for Cassette a while Elizabeth. That we were... Alexander. That's a good one. Having... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have to beep that one out. I thought it was weird for a while that everyone I knew was having boys. And for just a moment, I thought we might be in a children of men situation <laughs> where... <laughs> uh, we still don't have any friends. I guess one of our friends has a girl. Yeah. We have a couple, couple, couple friends with girls. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. In the extended friend group. But, the yeah. extended family. Yeah. It's just... You and I have so much masculine energy. It's hard not to have a boy when you pump that. You just pump juice. that juice <laughs> for the corky and the juice pigs. Christ! <laughs> Channel your father. Uh, he would say, "Hmm, fine." Okay. He'd say probably he would give this because he he's had eclectic tastes, um, and he appreciated a themed album. He really did. I remember my mom was so pissed at him because he had made a mixtape of like a hundred songs with... How did he do that? He had lots of tapes. Mixtape. Oh, Plural. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's about like a hundred... Like they're all just about... Like the, the title was a woman's name and the song was about a woman. And it's like, dad's playing his woman music again. <laughs> you would say that? You no, would that's what my mom would, that's what my oh, mom would I say. See. Okay. So yeah, he would, uh, he would probably give this um, bikini area only. Okay bikini area only so just looking at some boobs no boobs are also covered by a bikini oh 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 oh! you're saying that he this, would give this album one of those, is wearing a bikini he Got would it. give this one of those um you know in like the 80s uh exercise videos yes um where the ladies are wearing like really deep v um panties basically sure. yeah it's the equivalent of like a workout outfit but it's like low cut deep v panties and then they just got like the sheer leggings so you can see their skin okay so that's what he's giving it okay he's giving it like full bare arms you can they're wearing something on their legs but it it might as well not be okay and then they've got leg warmers okay my dad was a much more critical man uh he did not like uh he liked what he liked and outside of that i don't know if he was really you know open to a lot of, uh, you know, especially stuff I would bring to him. If I brought this album to him, no, he wouldn't be into it. Wouldn't be into it. I regret ever having you. Yes. He would say, what are you, ever tell you about that time when I got out of the basement, just the Sailor Jupiter, because I was on my way to a con, and he said, no, no, son, how could you do this to me? (laughs) So that's. Imagine your dad like Mario. Imagine he sounds and looks like Mario. Even though, he's, even though he's Lebanese. Bob Hoskins, Mario. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's yeah, fair. he was very Bob Hoskins-esque. Uh, how can you do this to me? Was Bob Hoskins Lebanese? I don't... Is British, but that doesn't mean he's not of Wait, Lebanese what? descent. Wait, what? Was he a Brit? I'm pretty sure Bob Hoskins is British. I thought he was from, like, Boston or something. You know? 
could be wrong. I'm I don't know. I'm curious. Bob Hoskins actor. Let's see, baby. Where was he from? He was, he born was in from Sus- the UK. Sussex on Thames. Robert William Hoskins. He was from Suffolk. I was so. You were very close. close, and he died in London. Jesus Christ, buried at the Highgate Cemetery. Bugger this, bugger that, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> wow. He was so popular, and he did such a convincing Brooklyn accent. I was convinced that he was Mario. Um, he made a cameo in Spice World as Ginger Spice's disguise. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, but my dad was also a dad. Mm-hmm. So in the spirit of dadliness, I think he would make a little joke, and he would say, you know what? The Bare Naked Ladies, is that what this is? Well, I'd say that this album is totally bare. And then he'd bring it out, and it would be a person dressed in a bear suit. So he would not like this album. No, I don't think he'd like it. I don't think he'd like it. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was fine. I will was will fine. I revisit this? No. Uh, the only song I would probably listen to again is "Forever Young," okay. but I'd just probably listen to the original. See, I'm gonna throw this into my my rotation, but okay. that's a rotation of like forty-one thousand songs. Yes. So it's not really. It's gonna be a drop in a bucket. So it's just you going shit, 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 like clicking through. <laughs> That's what that's what driving in the car with Saker is like. He just keeps pressing like the next button until so you find something good. Thirty times. You you can't be in the mood. You you have what forty songs you listen. No, I probably to. have like two three hundred. Okay, you can't be in the mood for all of them all the time. I skip some of them. But I have a much bigger pool to choose from. If I like a song, I put it on there. Me too. Along with a bunch of songs <laughs> that I like all the songs. I'm just not in the mood for all the songs. Ebo. Mm. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think. Fuck a commercial. We're not going to do even... We have to do a commercial. Okay. Hey, Evan. (laughs) Fuck. Oh, what's your weakness? That's right. Cape Chronicles, the newest Masks (laughs) podcast. They have weaknesses. They're superheroes. You can find it on Project Derail. Does every superhero have weakness? Yeah. Spider-Man's afraid of big shoes. Oh. Oh, what's... I guess, no. Only Superman has a weakness. I feel like the 50s superhero... Like, if you make someone super strong, they have to give them a weakness. Yes. But like nowadays, it's all just you could shoot them. Yeah, that's their weakness, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can like like Wolverine will heal, but you can still gun him down. What's Luke Cage's weakness? I don't know. He's invulnerable. Is he? Yeah, he can, bullets can't pierce his skin. It's this whole thing. I don't know anything about Luke. Come Cage. on. I'm not a comic book man. <laughs> that's fair. Um, all right. Well, that was a commercial. Okay. We no, welcome, welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, F, let's. Quit this episode. We did. Oh. A, this is a long ass episode. Okay, okay. What are you plugging? Do you think they deserve it? No. Oh. I think they deserve better. This was late. <laughs> they deserve. Well, of course, an hour and a half is over what we usually do. Okay. 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 Well, I'm, I'm plugging Wappies. 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 How many? Breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look up that sex tape. It's so fun. Um. Uh. I'm gonna plug. Uh. uh do you remember when they did Big Macs, but they had like. Little Max, Big Max, and King Max, or whatever. Oh, no. man, those were good days. You could get like one patty, the regular, or like three patties on a Big Mac, and like I'm not explaining it right because you your jaw would be on the floor if I were explaining it. I remember right. when Wendy's used to do like double the meat for yes. like 89 cents. Yeah, and so one time we went there, and the guy in front of me we were like, "I want a triple cheeseburger, double the meat, please, for 89 uh-huh. cents." And that he got away with it. He got six patties. He regretted it, but he got six patties. Uh-huh. And then the manager came out. It's like, you can't. That's an extra patty. It's like, it says double the meat. Yeah. It's like, that's a nice. It's a nice thing we do for our customers and you are ruining it. <laughs> oh, I'm my like, God. It says double the meat. And she's yeah. like, you can either get four patties 
or you can leave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, fine. I'll take four. And it was shit. Oh, you just ate the shit that you were delivered? Well, I mean. She said, you can have what I give you or nothing. And you said, oh, well, I also yes, took, ma'am. I took, Please, a, ma'am. I took a shit on the table in the Wendy's and go. really fucked up some like, <laughs> you go. some like fucking minimum wage workers day. Yeah. In that nice sunroom. It isn't like. It got see, to bake for a while. Remember the sunroom at a Wendy's? It isn't worth, it isn't worth messing with a, like a Wendy's manager. But I was that's with, something that like high school kids do that are. That, and what? How old were you? I was in college. Mm. I, I still wasn't a good person. Right. But like even then, I recognize like this person makes like forty thousand dollars a year working at like an Athens Wendy's. Yeah. Like they don't have time for my shit, and I feel ba- I would feel bad for making their day sure, worse. So I, I was know. like, yeah, sure, fine. Exactly the Wendy's you were at, my friend. Yeah. Good Wendy's. Eaten there many a time. Get the Windies. Win- oh, am I saying it wrong again? You say Windies. Windies, that's what it Windies. is. Pop- popcorn. <laughs> Milk. I need to go slip on my pillow. Milk. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to plug uh, the Little Mac. I just, <laughs> I just want the one patty, but oh, I like the, the sauce. Yeah, you like the uh, Mike Mac's, Tyson's punch out. Big Mac's got too many, too many breads. I don't like that. I've never been impressed by any of the bigger burgers at the burger places. Oh, see, I like a double QPC with cheese. I don't know what that D. Double quarter pounder with cheese. Oh, it. At McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, they're so greasy, so big, greasy, stinky. Yeah, those are fine. Like, like your but, farts but you're not gonna stinky. get like a, a fucking Big Mac though. No, too yeah. buddy. Yeah, there's not enough. And the same with the Whopper. And Whopper's good. You don't like a Whopper? They're fine. I eat them for breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again. When it's the a good strikes. It's been 12. a good life. That's what we say. <laughs> <laughs>